This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Let's go. UFC 256. It's a pay-per-view week. Doesn't kind of feel like a pay-per-view week, even though I think the co-main and the main event are fucking fire. But pay-per-view week means Devin Tejada is here. It means the guy in our group chat who says he's the best is picking fights. So you fade him or you ride him. You win some money. We'll see. The guy's got picks. I got picks. Uh, next week, we're going to do me, Dev, and our, our current champ, Timbo, are going to end the year on a, a nice little great card. Great card there. Devin, uh, are you excited? I mean, we had we were supposed to start at 830 almost an hour ago. I had some technical difficulties, and you had technical difficulties. We ironed it out. We're fucking ready. Are you ready, Devin Tejada? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready as long as a tree doesn't fall through my window or a tornado or something else. You, have, a, you, have, you have storms going on over there? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. We might, though, you know, with, with their uh, technical difficulties and all right. that. Right. It's been a bad luck. Le- okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a gentleman. I'm going to let you, if you want to pick first or you want to pick second, it's up to you. Um. So are you looking at the bout order from Tapology? I, I, yeah, I have, hold on. That's a good question. Cause tapology. Yeah. So my, uh, my card is exactly the same. No, it's not. It's different. They move Mackenzie Dern up. So my so, first, my first fight is chase Hooper, Peter Barrett. And then Tisha Torres and then Billy Q and then Moicano and then yeah, Swanson. No, okay. Moicano and Fiez are, are way up the card for me. We'll get to that, but we'll, we'll iron that out. I just want to know if you okay. want to, if you want to do first pick or second pick. Um, I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while since we picked. I'll let you go Gentlemen's first. Gentlemen's go um, first. Gentlemen's goes first. Okay. So we're going to Chase Hooper, who is 9-1-1. He's a minus 400 favorite. I got this line yesterday. The current line is a minus 390. He is fighting Peter Barrett, Boston. He's 11-4. and four. He's a plus 310 underdog, significant underdog here. Uh, listen, I don't like either of these guys. I make no bones about it. Chase Hooper is a funny kid, right? Young kid. Trained with Ben Askren after getting that ass whooped by uh, the last time out. Peter Barrett stinks, right? Uh, Yuzif Zalaw almost ended his career. Um, But Barrett is one of those guys where it's like, you know, he's durable, he's tough, he's been submitted a bunch of times. How good is Chase Cooper's wrestling, right? Chase Cooper's wrestling is the biggest weakness. He's good on the ground, he's crafty on the ground, he's got good submissions, he's got good cardio. He gets the shit kicked out of him most of the fight and then can come back. He's 9-1-1. I haven't been impressed with him from his UFC debut. I haven't been impressed with him uh, from the Contender Series. I know he's young. I know he's an up-and-comer. But with our point system, if you're going to give me 310 on a guy like Peter Barrett when Chase Hooper has not proven to be a minus 400 favorite, I'm taking Peter Barrett all day, every day. Dev Tejada, who you got, babe? You know, I was going to probably do that underdog play as well just because I think Chase Hooper absolutely stinks. I think Chase Hooper... I don't think he has good wrestling. I think he's a terrible striker. Um, I think his best asset is his toughness over his jujitsu. I I don't think um, I really don't think I really don't think he's a, got a great jujitsu game either. I mean, there's tons of guys that there's tons of guys at 45 that are way more dynamic uh, jujitsu players than him. Um, I don't know why he's in the UFC. Um, I know because he, he likes M and M's, dude. Yeah, Fucking likes M and M's. It's. Um, I don't really understand the UFC getting behind this kid because there's tons of other talent out there that deserve the spotlight way more than him. Um, Peter Barrett, contender series guy. Um, I don't think he's that great either. 
Um, he's just tough. He's, you know, one of those guys that's kind of too tough for his own good. He, that's his best asset as well as his toughness. Um, he's a halfway decent striker um, as far as, you know, that goes, but I don't think he's a UFC caliber fighter. Um, the betting line is crazy. Chase Hooper being a four to one, a four to one favorite is, you know, um, insane. It's, 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 it's fucking stupid because he, how old is he? 21 years old. He's fucking um, 12. I don't know how old he is. Actually. He's super young and he's, he's, young, he's, he's, young. he's, he's never not been hurt in a fight. He's started 21 the, and he's from, he's from your part of the town. Washington, Washington McClaw, right? wherever the fuck that's at. What is it? Washington? No, Emma Claw. Is that what it is? Oh, Inum, Inum Claw. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Inum Claw. Um, you know, there's not any crazy MMA gyms coming out of that area. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna rock with Peter Barrett too. I was gonna play him. I oh, thought you were gonna play Chase Super. Um, I'm just surprised that it's a four to one. If you are one of those assholes that just likes to throw fifty dollars, ten dollars, you know, twenty bucks, whatever you can afford on a, on a line. This is probably playable at that at that underdog line. Are you going to play this? Uh, I don't know. I I actually I wrote down hate, so I probably won't play it. Um, yeah, just because the line's so wide. I you know Cooper can win, but listen, our champ just chimed in. He says Barrett, Barrett all day. And then I don't know if you saw this before. He wants to see some bag work. We'll we'll get some bag work after after the fight after the picks. We're both on Barrett. The line's too wide. I think I would probably pick Chase Hooper if he was maybe close to a pick him. But yeah. when you're giving me three points, you're giving me three to one against a guy who has a decent record, who's solid against a guy who hasn't really done anything, hasn't proven anything. Like, he's marketable. He gets a lot of clicks. Like, his YouTube videos where he went up and asked George Masovato why he beat up his dad, which was everyone's joking as Ben Askren. Um, then uh, that gets a lot of clicks, and, and that's what it is. All right, next up, female fight, Tisha Torres. Tiny Tornado, minus 500 favorite. She is fighting Sam Hughes. Short notice replacement for old Sammy Hughes. She's 6-1. and one. She is a plus 360 underdog. Dev, dev. Oh, okay. Let me, let me just update you on the lines here. Tisa Torres has blown up to minus 620. And Sam Hughes is a plus 460. You lead the dance with the females. Some places even have her up to minus 715. She's hot. She's up there. She um she was on a four. This is a dead Tejada line. This is a chalky Tejada. Give it to me. This is fucking chalk zone. Um, you know, I'm gonna roll Tisha Torres here. She looked good. She looked good her last time out against Van Buren. She looked like she actually went back to the lab and rebuilt some sort of a game. Um, she's a really really small, really really small girl for this weight class. Her opponent has fought at catch weights of 120, and she's fought about 125. She's gonna be a bigger girl. Hughes. Um. I just Hughes is just I don't think that she's UFC ready yet. Um, she has she is on you know she's on highlights from girls that fought and lost on the Contender Series. Um, Tisha Torres was on a bad skid, um, and she if she was going if she didn't have that Van Buren fight and was just coming off that skid to this fight, the line wouldn't be where it's at, and I might think about picking against her. Um, but she really looked like she went back to the lab and rebuilt her game. Um, Hughes is, is a competent striker, competent grappler. Um, she's got like one knockout finish against an O&O opponent, so that doesn't really mean shit to me. Um, I'm going to roll Tisha Torres. It's fucking chalky. Like, he, he, if you pick Hughes, Hughes could fuck around and, you know, win and win you this, win you our competition just because of the way that the point system is. Um, but 
I, I don't think Hughes is going to win the fight. I'm going to roll Tisha Torres. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It's going to be Torres for me. I actually watched Hughes. I want to take Hughes since she's such a big dog. It's women's MMA. Anything fucking can happen. Uh, she just doesn't have it, right? She's sloppy. She she keeps her chin in there. She's aggressive. She wants to put you against the cage. She's going to have the sides on Tisha Torres, but other than that, she's not skillfully there yet. Torres is good. It's going to go a decision. It's going to be a, a, a classic Torres fight where she's going to outpoint you. She's going to throw really fast punches. She's going to try to get clinched up, try to get taken down. Not going to happen. Tisha Torres is the play here. I hate this fight too. This is both these fights. I don't. Lines are too wide. I don't want to bet them. Speaking Crazy. about a fight that I love. Billy Q, minus one sixty eight favorite. He is fifteen and two. He's fighting Gavin Tucker, twelve and one. Let me see if the line has changed at all. Gavin Tucker is a plus one thirty six, so it has held steady from yesterday. Uh, besides maybe the co-main event and the main event, I love this fight the most on the card. Um, it is just absolutely fucking bonkers. Billy Q's a guy falling the ultimate fighter, lost to Saul Alvarez or Saul Rogers, excuse me, Saul Alvarez is Canelo. Uh, lost to Saul Rogers, who went on to win the thing, had some steroids issues, no shame in there. Took a while to get back to the UFC, which is surprising. Trains out of Tampa, goes up to New York every once in a while, but he's more of a Florida guy. On a roll, on an absolute roll. This guy's cardio is fantastic. Pushes the pace. He's tall for division. He's 5'10". Gavin Tucker, a guy I've had my eye on for a long time. This kid is solid. He lost to Rick Glenn early in his UFC career, which was an ugly loss. He got taken down a bunch of times. Rick Glenn, same body type as Billy Q. So that scares me a little bit here. But, but Gavin Tucker is just so clean on the feet. He pieced up Justin James. He doesn't have the biggest power in the world. I don't know if he can put Billy Q out because Billy's durable as they come. He puts on a pace. But I think Billy's probably going to win maybe the third round, but Gavin's already going to be up too because uh, Billy does put on a pace. It's going to be interesting to see how Gavin has improved from three years ago against a Rick Glenn, who is the exact same size as Billy Q, just a less of a fighter. Um, I'm going Gavin Tucker here, and not only that, I need some dogs. dogs. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need yeah. more dogs. This is my underdog lock of the night, Gavin Tucker. Book it, write it down. Write it up. Let's go. Who do you got, Dev? Go ahead, take Billy Q. Take as soon Billy as Q. this fight got booked, I thought Gavin Tucker. That was my that was my initial um that was my initial thought. I everybody re- is really really high on uh Billy Quarantillo. I don't think he's as great as everybody says he is. Don't you fucking steal my pick? Um, I, I, yeah, I'm rocking Gavin Tucker. Um, ah! I'm rocking Gavin Tucker. Um, as soon the second this fight got announced, this, I texted you a few days ago and I was like, I've got my eye on some underdogs. He's one of them. Um. I just don't think, like, the fight with, with Spike Carlisle told us a lot, and we were higher on Spike Carlisle than we probably should have been. And then Spike Carlisle's last time out really showed you what kind of, what kind of opponent he truly is. He stinks! And, and, yeah, and the, and the fight that Billy Quarantillo had, people scored, scored that fight against him. Um, some people thought Spike won that fight. I think that fight was too close for comfort. I think, um, oh. I think Gavin Tucker... Spike Carlisle was able to get Billy Quarantillo down, but wasn't able to control him on the mat. I think Gavin Tucker, outside of his striking, his striking is is he's a good striker. He's a technical striker. He's a really technically sound fighter. He might be a little chinny, and that's what scares me. Yeah. Um, he's been hurt before. Justin James hurt, hurt him. Justin Rick Glenn, then, Rick Glenn buzzed him a little bit. Rick Glenn just beat the living fuck out of him. Like that. Yeah, but like, listen, long time ago, long time ago, yeah. Dude. I like Gavin Tucker. I think he's good. And I think positionally, when it comes to grappling, I think he's got good enough wrestling to take Billy Quarantillo down. And even if he doesn't hunt submissions, I think he can dominate him in the grappling positions. 
even if it's just a lay and pray fight, I think he's I think he's good enough and technically enough sound in the grappling department to do that. Um, and as far as striking, Billy Quarantillo was a professional boxer. Yeah, I don't think he's that great of a striker. No. Um, he's clean. Um, a lot of volume. A lot of volume. Um, last guy he fought um, stunk, so I don't really give him. You know, yeah, he finished him, but whatever. Um, it's not like Gavin Tucker wouldn't get that same finish. Um, and I like Gavin Tucker as an underdog. I really thought you were going to play Billy Quarantillo. Get out of here. Um, I'm a Tucker guy. A lot of cappers that I respect. I haven't listened to any podcast yet. It's just the people on Twitter that are giving out picks right now. They have, they all, a lot of them, the majority of them have multiple units on Billy Q. I just don't see it. I think Billy Q is a durable, tough dude. The cardio concerns me. You hit it on the head. Gavin Tucker has been hit before, but Billy doesn't pack a ton of power. He's just a lot of volume. I feel like if Gavin Tucker can take a clean shot from Justin James, who I know isn't a world beater, but he's got that power. He got dropped and he came back. I think he can take a shot from uh, Billy Q. I'm actually surprised you're on Gavin Tucker. Really? I figured yeah. you'd be hanging all over Billy Q's dick. I just don't think Billy Quarantillo is that great. He might fuck around and come and and change my mind. It's come Saturday night, I might he, he might come out here and put a, I think it's a great fight. on you know, he might put a clinic on Gavin Tucker and I might say, Holy shit, I was wrong, but I just haven't seen it. And then his last fight his fight before last was Spark was Spike Carlisle. I watched that fight again the other day and I was just like Spark Spike Carlisle's not. I love good. how you keep saying Spark. Spark, yeah. I, I, that, his his nickname should be Spark. Spark. Um because that's how he fights. He's a crazy guy, but I just don't think um I just don't think Billy Q's that good in that fight with Carlisle, the way that Carlisle was able to get him down. Yes, he's big and strong. But Gavin Tucker likes to use that blast double. I think he's got. I think he's got good enough takedowns and enough second. grappling to to dominate. Him Hang on a second. Hang on a second. What are you doing? <laughs> I have podcast, okay. Put her on the mic. I get. You got to go close the door, okay? Okay, go close the door. Okay, I love you. Daddy's live right now. I need you to close the door. I love you, Elsa. Unreal. Uh, yeah, that, you know, you're right. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't see a ton on Billy Q. Um, a lot of people do. All right, let's move on. I hate, I, I, I hate to be the guy to report this, but I'm pretty sure Mackenzie got, Dern got a um, breast reduction. Her boobs are looking much smaller. I know she's in better shape and she's coming in lighter. They're still nice, but they're not, they're not the wampers they were, so I'm very upset. But anyway. Mackenzie Dern, minus 200. She is a, a she's 9 1, minus 200 favorite. She's fighting Vivian Genaroba. 16 1, plus 160 underdog. Uh, yeah, I go. I go here. Ladies. I, I go. I go. You go? Oh, yeah, I you go. go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you go. Go ahead. Can we, can we just right. not ignore the cameo from your daughter? Yeah, I, I you know, she's, <laughs> if I put her on camera, she'd steal the fucking show. She's in her Elsa dress right now. I can't. I can't have her steal my thunder, dude, okay? This is my time. This is dad's time. I don't know why she came in. She was talking about a dog outside. I was like, there's no dog outside. <laughs> That's hilarious. What she's talking about. Dude, we, we got a, speaking of dogs outside, where I live, dude, we got like a fucking serious, you're going to make fun of me. We got a serious Hang on, hang fucking, on. Look at, look at look what Tim said. He said, I, I talked to Dev 30 minutes ago. He said, Billy Q. Tim, you're a fucking liar. It's your birthday, <laughs> but don't lie on your birthday. Um, All right, go. Let's let's handicap this fight. It's getting late. Your boy, your boy's got to work. Let's go handicap this fight. Um, okay, so, um, I when the line first when this came when this fight got announced, I was like, oh shit, 
uh, Jen Jehovah. She's a legit, you know, a j legitimate jujitsu player. She is, um, she's a very, very good grappler, very, very good positional, you know, jujitsu player. But is she a phenom like Mackenzie Dern? Um, that's, that's what hangs me up. Um, but another thing that hangs me up is Mackenzie Dern's fight with Yoder. Um, Yoder has come to show to be a pretty good scrambler. I think that's where Yoder is best. And I think that's why she was able to give Dern some fits. Um, but then I look at, I look at Jandarova, I watch some of her fights and, um, I just think Mackenzie Dern, once she gets people on the mat, um, it's, like, she's like a phenom. She just fucking, you know, slice through your guard, put you in a put you in a bad position, and you know, take your arm home, take your neck home. Um, she's just really, really. She can good. take anything of mine home that she wants. Yeah, I seriously, right? I um, but I, can we see her at one thirty-five, please? Mackenzie Dern? Yeah, because yeah, that's where you'll crazy. see the kids. She's at one fifteen right now, dude. She's looking so red city. She's she's in great shape. She's out of a great camp. She's with Jason Perillo. He's like, and Perillo's a good coach. He's a great boxing coach, and that's where she needs that's where she needs the help. Um, her she's fought like Randa Marcos, terrible fight IQ in, her, in that last fight. Um, Mackenzie Dern threw a high kick, did like three three sixties. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I know you're working up to it. Talk about your no. girl. You're you're walking right into it. No, I'm actually not. I wasn't going to bring up. Talk e about Hebos. Go ahead. Um, yeah, he boss just put a clinic on her, but that's that doesn't that doesn't have nothing, nothing to do with this fight. Um, I'm gonna go with Mackenzie Dern. I just think Mackenzie Dern. They, it's either gonna be a terrible striking match, and Mackenzie yeah. Dern just hits a lot harder than Janjaroba. Um, and Mackenzie Dern actually, I feel like Mackenzie Dern thinks that she's a good striker, and she she's just working on it. She, I mean, she's working on it. Maybe she is, and she's with one of the best to do it. Like, who? I mean, who else could she be with? Others, you know. Outside of Perillo, maybe Trevor Whitman or Henry Hoof, but Perillo's a great coach. Yeah. Um, she's in a great place. Um, and I really feel like she's taken her career a lot seriously, a lot more serious. Um, her weight looks great. I just think I think she's um making, you know, making a lot of good strides moving forward. I think Janjaroba is gonna have to grapple her. And I think Mackenzie Dern will she defend the takedown? No, but will she be a, a very willing guard player and and have dangerous submissions off her back. Absolutely. And I, I think that's what she's going to do. She's probably going to, she's probably going to submit. Here, here's what's going to happen. Okay. Mackenzie Dern. If I ever meet her, I, I'm never going to look at her in her gorgeous face and be like, Hey, I picked against you. It's never going to happen. Obviously I'm picking Mackenzie Dern. My prediction, my little crystal ball. Janjaroba is a Brazilian. Mackenzie Dern has Brazilian heritage, speaks with a weird accent, but she's American. She was born in Arizona. She grew up in California. I don't know where this accent comes from, but she is a world-class jiu-jitsu practitioner. A lot of people who I listen to in the jiu-jitsu area are, are saying she's a phenom. She's amazing. Jandaroba has almost twice as many fights, has a lot of submissions on her record, is from Brazil, is a legit Brazilian black belt. Mackenzie Dern working on her stand-up. I think she's going to want to stand-up, but Jandaroba is going to want to make prove a point here. She's like, I'm taking this bitch down, and I'm going to prove that Brazilian jiu-jitsu from Brazil is going to be better. However, I think that's going to be a problem. Mackenzie Dern is slick off her back. Not the best of her back. She's better on uh, on top, but she is good off her back. She has some good submissions. Jandaroba is going to be a little slick, so it's not going to come easy. This is a fight. Obviously, I'm picking Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern by submission is at as a plus number right now, plus 170. That's the only way she wins. My prop shows tomorrow night 
But I'm going to go ahead and save you a spoiler here. Mackenzie Dern by prop at plus 170 is something I'm looking at big time. All right, next up, Cub Swanton, plus 136. Let's see if this line has moved. He is fighting Daniel Pineda. Oh, excuse me. I was on the wrong thing. Yeah, so Cub Swanton is an underdog. Plus 136, Daniel Pineda, minus 168, 27 to 13 is Pineda's record. I go first, right? Yeah, I go first. You led that one. Uh, listen, Pineda looked good in the PFL, right? Should have won a million dollars, but he's on steroids. Had to run the UFC early on years ago. Failed out, flunked out, lost to Matt Brown, lost a bunch of guys, but he's very good. Made his UFC debut again. Uh, most recently, looked very talented. The guy's been around forever. It's very rare you find a guy like uh, Cub Swanson fighting a guy who has more fights than him. That doesn't happen very often. These guys were bound to meet up. Cubs 37, uh, Pineda 35, no spring chicken. A lot of people like Pineda in the spot being the favorite. He's minus 168, not a crazy favorite, definitely playable. Problem is, is, is Cubs come off a knee injury. A lot of people don't trust him, but I just think Cubs a better fighter. I think he's a better striker. Obviously, Cub can get taken down and get submitted. His submission game has never been great. He's been tapped out by several people, but... If he keeps the fight standing, he's gonna be he's gonna be okay. I think his striking is unique enough. I think he gets in wars. I think he has power, and I think he has cardio. I think Pineda's gonna fade in this fight. There's a reason he was on steroids in the PFL. I mean, he 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 pissed hot hot. I'm talking hot hot uh, with some real real live shit. So if he had to take that to hang with some guys in the PFL, obviously Usada is changing the game a little bit. I don't think. Pineda is going to have the cardio. I think it's going to be he's a one, two-round fighter. I think Cub Swanson is going to take over the cardio in the third round. I see Cub winning the decision here. The prop is going to be over two and a half for sure. It's going to the decision. I don't see a finish happening. Cub Swanson is an underdog play there. Boom. Write it. Lock it up. I think this, this is going to be the first one we go opposite on. Um, I'm, Finally. I'm saying, quit copying I my think, picks, dude. Yeah. Um, I think Pineda is going to take this fight. I think um, Cub Swanson – you know, in his grappling, in his grappling bout, Jake Shields fucking ripped his leg off. Yeah, he's coming off a lot of injuries. He's older. Um, he looked decent against Chrome Gracie, but if he has that fight with Pineda, he's gonna lose that fight. Um, I think he Cub Swanson has lost fights, but he's really only lost to the top tier guys. Um, Pineda's they both they're both vets. Um, you know, Swanson has more UFC fights and and has done better in the UFC in, in total, but. Um, I, you could definitely consider both of them bets. Um, this is a great fight. Pineda's coming off a great fight against um, Burns' brother. You know, we all we both Herbert, picked against my Herbert Burns. Terrible name, Burns. I um, I picked Pineda by the way. Don't say it. Did you? I picked Pineda. Watch him. Really? Man. Yeah, I hate Herbert Burns. He knocked out my boy Nate the Train. You kidding me? You think I'm picking him? I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, he looked great against Burns. Um, Burns is a as a very very top tier jujitsu player. Um, and I think that. I think that Pineda is probably going to come out and try to target that leg, throw a bunch of leg kicks, try to look for a takedown. And, and you know, he might not sub Cub, but he could definitely TKO him with strikes on the ground. And I think he's competent enough of a striker to um, to possibly hurt him on the feet. Um, Cubs had a lot of wars, like the war with Duho Choi. Even though he, he won that war, um, how much of that can you do, especially coming off of those surgeries? Um, I like the I, layoff, though. I think the layoff's going to help him with uh, the fact that he's been in so many wars. Rehabilitation for sure. Um, yeah. You definitely need to have. Um, you definitely need long layoffs between wars. Like he's that, also you know? he's also got that trainer, the same trainer uh, TJ Dillashaw has. So maybe he's just smarter with his EPO. I don't know. That's his Cub Swanson I'm talking about. So I don't know. I know. I don't Anyone know. From that camp, bro, he did, all, big question mark. 
Big question mark behind that camp. You'd say Pineda is a fucking steroid user. He but is, but he's, been, but he's been caught. I'm sure I'm sure there's other guys who are, but haven't been caught. All right, let's go to the main card here. You got Pineda, right? right? I got that right? Yep, Pineda. Pineda. All right, next up, Junior Dos Santos, who is plus 330 underdog. He is 21 and 8. What is his record? 21 and 8. He is fighting Ciro Ghana, who is 6 and 0. Oh. He's a minus 450 favorite. Let me see if this line has moved. Fucking hate it. People are steaming Ghana 450. So he's 450. Line has stayed the same. Who am I? You, you, you're first. You, 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 you're first. I, I hate this line. Um, I hate the line because Ciro gone. People are acting like I was listening to a podcast earlier and they're like talking about his crazy knockout power. How many fucking knockouts does he have? None. <laughs> like in how many finishes? In in his MMA record. Really? He's got none? Yeah, I, he's I, got one. Hold on. So he's got one to Adam Daiska by punches, and then he's got Souza uppercut and ground and pound. That was his last fight before he came in the UFC. And he's got two (coughs) submissions in the UFC and then uh, a decision win. So he's not like a – he's not a vicious fucking – he's not a vicious striker by any means. He's Um, a big guy that trains with – that spars with Francis Agano. That's how he got presented when he came to the UFC. Yeah, and he's got a great he's got a great ground game. Like he's got a heavy hook, you know, he'll throw heel hooks and he's a heavyweight. Like last dude we saw do that was someone like Frank Mir, you know? Um Frankie. So he's got he's he's a big bricked up dude, super chiseled, super great shape. Um reminds me of me, right? <laughs> looks like me sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! With, with the COVID. Um oh! I don't have it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Um so I don't, you know, I don't like the line. It's why like, the why line, minus Bubba? Minus five hundred, right? Is that what you said? Minus four fifty. I mean, close to five to one. Why, baby? Yeah, that's just crazy. Um, I think JDS's problem, like he did well against uh, Rosenstrike in the first round. The, the you know the problem was that there was a second round, and that's when he got hit. Um, I think. He is still got decent footwork. He's still got decent hand speed. He's still got good power. His chin is just gone. Um, take him. It's just gone. Um, if you take those Santos, you can't be. You, you're not chalked to hot anymore. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Um, <laughs> you're worried about <laughs> it, dude. Um, I'm just. What are you pouring up, dude? I hear you. I hear a crack. Fucking bearded. Fucking getting wasted. Mountain beard. <laughs> Show it, show it to the camera. What is it? It's uh, I can't. I mean, no free ads, but here's a free uh, ad right here. Gus's fried chicken, best fried chicken in the world, baby. Oh, that's Mountain Dew. I can see it through the cup. Nah, it's Robitussin. Robitussin. Hazardous. Um, so uh, I'm torn on this fight. I don't have anything written down. Um, I was gonna go opposite of you, but I'm second, so that doesn't fucking work. Um, I'll go opposite of you. What do you think about that? Go ahead and pick your pick. I'll go opposite of you. Um, part of me wants to pick JDS, but it's just like, I can't, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's, I'm really torn on it. Um, I literally have a question mark written down here on my phone. Um, do it, do it, do it. Can gone come out and eat JDS as a dog <laughs> and pressure him and hurt him? Yes. Um, now remember, just to help you out here, because I got big brain. JDS looked pretty good against Rosenstruck his last fight. He got caught. 
He got caught with a fucking hammer. But he came in shape. He looked ripped up. People were flirting with him going to 205. Oh, I know. This is this is all you know, this is this is what's making me be on the fence. Um like he knocked out Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis stinks, but it's also Derek Lewis. Um would you pick Derek Lewis? I mean, you know, would you pick Derek Lewis over Cyril Gone? Probably not because of the wrestling. Um No one take right. no one takes down fucking Junior Santos, by the way. Curtis, I know. Curtis Blades gonna take him down. Curtis Blades hurt him on the feet. I know. It's just Kit King Cyril gone do the same thing. Yes, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take JDS for five to one. Right. I'll take six points on it. Well, now you get um, three points, bro. He's only he's only three. yeah he's a plus three thirty. Oh what I thought it was. Oh, okay. No, Gane is a five to one favorite. Oh, okay, JDS, okay. So you only you get, get three points. You still get three points, dude. There ain't no fucking. I mean, that's three fucking points. Yeah, I'm taking JDS for the underdog play. Just okay, good. Good, I tricked you. I played a mental midget on you. I'm going Ghana. Easy. Easy money. Easy buckets. Guess what? Good to be by decision, too. No no finishing this. Let me look up that uh, that pro. A lot of people think, like, you you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people think there's... I will say this. If there's going to be a finish, I think JDS is probably going to knock him out. Uh, I mean, still has over... Dude, over one and a half rounds is minus 118. That's, like, almost even money for... That's... You got to steam that. That's in... Will the fight go to uh, the distance? Yes, plus one ninety two. I'm going to hit both those. Yeah, both those I'm hitting. Uh, I'm going Gane though. Listen, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I was going to go opposite you no matter what. I think JDS has a path to victory here. He's faster. He's got faster hands. He does have true knockout power. He's getting a little older, but listen, he's fought fucking some of the best guys in the world. Yeah, he's lost. Gane hasn't fought in a while. He's six and zero. He looked pretty good against Tanner Bozer, but Tanner Bozer kind of shit the bet his last time out, so he's not like this world beater that we kind of thought he would would be. Um, Gane just is a big, strong, powerful dude who has power, just natural power, but I don't think he has the speed, and I don't think he's getting JDS down. I think it's going to be a close fight. I think it's going to come to a decision. I really think it's going to be if Chris Lee scores his fight for who the fuck ever, because that guy's an idiot. So, um, this might, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know if they, uh, if they've announced those not. Okay. So next up, this fight has moved a lot. I had to, I had to change the line multiple times. Kevin Holland, old big mouth. He is a plus currently, currently plus one Oh four underdog. What is he? 20 and five, 20 and five. He's fighting Jacare Souza, who was 26 and eight. He's a minus one thirty six favorite. When I wrote this down yesterday, I had Jacare as the underdog, and then late last night I just double checked. He was a pick'em. Now today, Jacare is the favorite. Kevin Holland is the underdog. I lead the dance here. This fight is probably one of the hardest fights to pick on the card because, as you know, I'm not a huge. Um, um, I'm not a huge Kevin Holland guy, right? I think Kevin Holland has really made a name for himself in this pandemic because he's fighting a lot. He has a fantastic personality. He has really good stand-up. He's long. He's lanky. He can knock you out. His cardio is okay. Um, his ground game, I think, is a huge question mark. Listen, Darian Stewart took him down twice, and Darian is just going to hold you down and beat you up. He's no submission game. Brandon Allen submitted him a while ago. Now, that was a while ago. 
Kevin Holland's a guy who I think is just really, really coming on during this pandemic and just really hitting um, his stride to the pandemic, but he's fighting nobody. The last guy he fought, who he slammed and like broke his fucking neck, that guy shouldn't be anywhere near the UFC. He, they shouldn't even let him to buy a ticket to the UFC, let alone fight in the UFC. So the lack of competition and, and Kevin Holland's look good against weaker competition, I think the Joaquin Buckley knockout, great knockout. Joaquin Buckley's on a roll right now, one of the best knockouts I've ever seen against Impa a couple months ago. That's going to be Kevin Holland's signature win at this point. However, Jacare, 41, older, had COVID, hasn't fought in a while, looks to be in incredible shape, but he went five rounds, five, three or four, five rounds. I can't remember if it was a five-round fight. Anyway, with Jan Blahovic, the current light heavyweight champion, at 205, Jacare's now a 205-er, and he lost a split decision. It was a fairly close fight. If Jan Blahovic can't knock out Jacare, I don't think Kevin Holland can. Kevin Holland's a tall, lanky guy. I think Jacare's going to comp- uh, compensate that with Glinching, grappling. If Darren Stewart could take Kevin Holland down, Jock Ray can take him down. And if Jock Ray takes him down, I think it's a fucking wrap. I'm going Jock Ray, and I'm going to prop it for a submission at plus 195 as well. So here's a problem that I have with... Your problem uh, is that Kevin Holland's your guy. Yeah, I like Kevin Holland, but the problem that I have with him is that you look at the Brandon Allen fight, too willing to grapple. He is that guy that... He can be in imminent danger. He has the same problem that Kelvin Gaslam has. He can be in imminent fucking danger, and before he realizes that he's in trouble, See what he's, Tim in says? Fucking, he's in trouble. See what Tim um, said? Be a dog. Um, I, when I saw the line at Jocker, Jocker Ray being an underdog, I was like, this is my underdog lock. Absolutely, because I feel like Kevin Holland has a better shot of beating someone like Jack Hermanson or even Marvin Vittori over – over Jock Ray. Even see anybody with good submission worries me. I, I agree with you, Marvin Torrey. Marvin Torrey been a really good fight. Hermanson, though, again, if Kevin likes Hermanson's really good on the ground. He's um, great on the ground, but I feel like Jock Ray, even though Hermanson dominated Jock Ray on the ground, I still feel like Jock Ray is a more dangerous dude. I feel like Jock Ray has heavier hands. I feel like Jock Ray is better in the clinch. A lot of the fight he fought with Jan Blahovich was against a fence in the clinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he's got a good enough chin. Who's the Who's the last dude to knock out Jacare? Robert Whitaker. Nate, tell me that he got the last time he was knocked out before them was like in two thousand eight or something like that. Like he's, he's not. Been, he's been out. he's been hurt before. Uh, Brunson, hurt. Brunson rocked him. Though. Kevin Gaslam rocked him. Yeah, I'm sure Blahovich did. I can't remember that fight all that yeah. well. It was it was a fucking shitty fight. That was like yeah. yeah. It was five rounds. To, yeah, it was five rounds. Five rounds um, John Blahovich hit him. Um, Jacare didn't want anything to do with with standing with him, so it was just kind of like a clinch, you know, a fight yeah. for position. Like, yeah, <clears> cage a clinch, can't remember that. Fight. It was shitty. Um, <clears throat> as much as I like Jan Blahovic, it was a shitty fight. Um, but I'm in on Jacare too. I think I think Kevin, you're gonna regret that because Kevin's your boy. I like Kevin Holland. I like I just like his you, style, man. like his swag. I like that he doesn't give a fuck. But at the same time, like his fight with Brandon Allen, he was chewing him up. He had him hurt. And then he got taken down and he got submitted. I thought for um, sure you were going Kevin Holland when he switched to under. I thought you were going to take that underdog points there. Um, how does he win, win, though? That's what I'm thinking is how Good. does he win? He can outstrike He can yeah. outstrike Jokere, but at the same time, if Jokere had had enough of a fight IQ to be able to pressure through Jan Blahovic's strikes yeah. and get Jan Blahovic to fight off the cage, it's, he's going to do the same thing with Kevin a lot of people. A lot of people I, I saw on Twitter, they're picking Kevin solely on the fact that Jokere is 41. But that doesn't fucking matter, dude. He's, he's you, older, he's a fucking while, but, I mean... You're 44 years old, look at him. Like, there's tons of guys that are yeah, old. Yeah, he got cut. 
Yeah. Speaking of that, I think it, if Jock Ray loses his fight, I think he's cut, by the way. Jan Blachowicz is fucking like 38, and he's the light heavyweight champion. Is he? Fucking breaking is that, dude's face. Yeah, he's like 37, about to turn 38. I, I think he just looks old. Are you sure about that? Yeah, he's he, yeah, know, you're right. right. Yeah, he is. He's going to turn uh, in February. He'll be 38. 38 so yeah. he's gonna fight at 38 yeah so right he's an old there's a lot of guys that are older that are still i mean that are still fucking get you know they're still getting it done 185 has like a lot of those older let me, guys let me tell you this i think yanni the greek picked kevin holland does that change your mind at all i don't listen come on yeah. dude it's yanni the greek man all that guy does is just fucking <laughs> show his beaver teeth on camera it's yanni the greek what is, is that it does yeah. matter. Timbo saying it does matter, bro. It does, the age matters. That's the champ that's talking. You're, you yeah. went Jacare, though. We're both on Jacare. I just don't see Kevin Holland is probably going to get off some strikes, but the Darren yeah. Stewart fight scares me. Like, if, right. if Darren Stewart's taking him down and dominating on top, Jacare's finishing him. Jacare's going to take 10 home. Like, when Kevin Holland fights, you on text. Seem to be a very big Kevin Holland fan. So if Kevin Holland goes out and dominates, you can't be like, "Oh, Kevin Holland, I should have picked him." You should have been like, "I fucked up." Oh, for sure. Okay, all right. If, all right. If, if he goes out there and fucking and and puts hurt on him in the first round and then finishes him in the second round, similar to Buckley, I will say, you know, something like that. I'll say, "Damn, I was wrong about Kevin okay. Holland." Um, all right, here we go. We gotta get three final fights here. Like, we gotta get to these. It's almost ten o'clock. Your boy is old. Renate Morcano plus one twenty two underdog. He is. 14-3-1. He is fighting Rafael Vaziz, who is, what is he? He's 8-1. He's a minus 150 favorite. Let me see if that line held true. Devin, yeah. you lead the fight, so you can go ahead and start talking. Uh, yep, everything's the same. Yeah. Mokana's the underdog. Vaziz is the favorite. I um, I think Fiziev uh, is good. I also think Mokana's good. I think Mokana should have probably been up at 55 a while ago. Um, he didn't have the same durability at 45. Um, Moicano's a competent, above competent grappler. He's a good grappler. He's got good submissions. Um, a lot of his submissions come off of guys that are diving in on takedowns, and he likes to get that front headlock position um, and take that home. Uh, I think Fiziev is definitely the faster guy. I think he's the more athletic guy. He probably hits a little bit harder, and he's probably the better striker. Um, he shot some naked takedowns against Jay Casey, which was kind of worrisome because if he does that to Moicano, he's going to get that. He's going to get submitted. Um, I think Fiziev, he's a, he's the head instructor. I think he's out of AKA Thailand. Um, you know, Tiger Muay Thai. It, he's Tiger Muay Thai. Okay. Tiger. So yeah, he's the head striking coach of Tiger Muay Thai. Um, he's got, he's got crazy dexterity, crazy movement. He's got a couple highlights where he's, you know, keeping his feet planted and just dropping, you know, bringing his whole body back, jog, dodging head kicks. Um, I think Fiziev is just going to be the better striker. Um, Moicano's definitely got – he's more of a veteran in MMA, but Fiziev's also got a lot of uh, Muay Thai background, so I would say they're both veterans in the fight game in total. I just think Fiziev is going to be able to outstrike him. Um, he has power. He doesn't have the finishes, but you could say that's because he's fought solid guys. Um, but I – like looking at the Jose Aldo fight against Moicano, that kind of, I look at that for tape study, and I'm like, damn, can Fiziev do that? Probably, and probably even a little bit better. Um, so I'm going to go with Fiziev on this one. That was the classic. I thought you were going to go. Fiziev's great. His striking's great. I want to make out with them, but I'm going to take Moicano. That's the classic. Dev, 
I'm all over Marcano in this fight. Listen, Fiezev, I uh, uh, I went in and looked at some of his fights, right? He hasn't fought nearly the level of competition as Moicano has. And also, his power, um, I think, is a little underrated. I, I don't think he's really established that. And, and he doesn't throw all that often. He's not the most active guy. Uh, Mark DeCasey should have done more in that fight. I was screaming at it. He was taking body kicks and getting hurt to the body, and those were very, were very painful when he does the Sanchai, you know, uh, rollback matrix style. But other than that, I just think he's kind of a flashy guy with not a lot of substance. I think Moicano's been in there with Jose Aldo's. He's been in there with fucking um, Brian Ortega's, and he was winning that fight before he got caught. You know, he. He's only been knocked out by some of the, or finished by some of the best in the world. I mean, Chancellor John caught him in the first round. Um, Aldo busted him up in the second round, and then and, and then Ortega caught him with that. Uh, his his last time out, Rundeka choke really early in the first round. Um, I think if this gets to the ground, I think Fiziev is 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 in fucking trouble. Um, I think Morcano is competent on his feet. I don't think he's like I, obviously he's not a world class striker. I think he's, he's got some power. Job. He's got he some good power. Job. He's long for a division. I like him at one fifty five as opposed to one forty five. He's got long arms. Um, I'm going to take the shot. He's plus 122. I like that. That's a fight I'm going to bet. Uh, I don't have any props for this fight. I, I really can't. I don't get a read on how this fight's going to end up. I just see Morcano winning with that plus number next to his name. So we're split again. All right, co-main event. El Kukui, Tony Ferguson. He is 25-4. and four. He's fighting Charles Oliveira, who is 29-5. Uh, Ferguson's a minus 184 favorite. And uh, let me make sure that's that stayed because this line's been moving a little bit. Uh, Ferguson minus 178 now in, uh, Charles Oliveira is a plus 144 dog. Uh, I go and, uh, I love this fight. I think this fight is, is world-class matchmaking. I kind of want to see selfishly Michael, Michael Chandler. Well, hooker have been good too, but Michael Chandler versus Oliveira. Michael Chandler versus Ferguson would have been good just because he's, he's such an exciting fighter. He's kind of the new name in there, you know, and, and they promoted him on the pay-per-view. Um, but they obviously have plans with him for that January card, uh, either against Hooker or Gaethje is what I'm hearing. But this is a good fight. This is a fight that, that kind of came together last minute. Tony Ferguson threatened to not fight if um, Oliveira's missed weight. Oliveira's never missed weight at 155. He's missed weight at 145. Uh, Oliveira's not known for his cardio. Um, he, he, I just rewatched the Kevin Lee fight. He, he definitely looked good in that Kevin Lee fight. He was dominating the stand-up. When it went to the ground, Kevin Lee did a lot better than, than people give him credit for in, in the early beginning, and then Kevin Lee slowed down. But uh, Oliveira really wasn't there either. He just caught that neck, and, and, and once you give him that neck, it's over. Tony Ferguson doesn't get tired. Tony Ferguson, I know he got a beating his last time out, and this fight, to me, is going to prove if Tony Ferguson's washed or not. If he goes out there and he gets his fucking head kicked in again uh, and gets finished, then he's, then I think he's washed. I mean, that's not taking anything away from Oliveira. This is a fight Tony Ferguson should come out, right? Oliveira's not the biggest puncher in the world. His, his striking's getting a lot better. His best friend is Alex Pereira, who's over there in LFA. The guy who knocked out Izzy's over in LFA, knocking dudes out. They're best friends. They train together at the same gym. Oliveira has a beautiful left hook, just like Pereira does. Um, his striking, his kicks are all really on point. But Tony is a fucking machine. Tony's going to march forward. His cardio's on point. I don't see him getting submitted. I don't see him submitting Oliveira. Uh, I really don't know if this is ever going to go to the ground if unless Tony wants it to. Um, he might. I don't know. I, Tony's a wild man. I, don't, I can't predict what he's going to do. I just see Tony marching forward, piecing him up, taking shots himself. But by the third round, Oliveira's face is going to be a mess. He's quit before. He doesn't like being in those dog fights. I know that was a while ago, but once you're a quitter, I'm going to tag you as a quitter. So I'm picking Tony Ferguson. And 
Send him home. Send him home early. I think Tony Ferguson stops the fight. Boom. I, I yeah. know who you're picking, Dev, and I know who you're picking. If if this was a five round fight, um, it's a definite stoppage for Tony Ferguson. Um, I'm actually, in a, I'm I'm all in on Tony Ferguson too. I don't like what? him lately. I think I don't know where his head's at. Um, I was talking to Tim earlier today, and I said he's gonna crush Charles Oliveira. I think what Tony is Ferguson, happening? Tony Ferguson always fights mad, but this time he's actually mad. Like he's always seen. He seems like he's always pissed about something, but like. When was the last time we seen Tony Ferguson get the living shit beat out of him, have something to prove? Um, Tony Ferguson is going to come out here. Charles Oliveira folds under pressure. I don't think either one of them have actually fought true upper upper echelon guys in the division. Um, None of them have fought Hooker. None of them have fought. Only Justin, and look what Justin did to Ferguson. But I don't think Charles Oliveira is that high caliber. The reason why he's ranked is because of Kevin Lee. I went back and watched the Kevin Lee fight at like 2 in the morning the other day. Um, he was, they both have that as a similar opponent. Um, I think Kevin Lee did a little bit better against Ferguson, but Ke- Kevin Lee definitely lost the stand up to Oliveira. Oliveira did throw a lot of clean straight strikes. He likes that jumping front kick. He was kicking Kevin Lee in the face and shit. I think Kevin Lee expected to be the better striker than Oliveira and he wasn't. Um, I just think that you have to be. No, the way that you beat Tony Ferguson in a striking competition is you can be a, a worse striker than Tony Ferguson, or you can be a better striker than Tony Ferguson, and he can still beat you. Reason being is because he just has the tenacity where he just stays in your face. He's going to out cardio you. He's going to eat your best shots, and he's going to keep moving forward. Even though Justin Gaethje was piecing him up, he still threw that beautiful uppercut and knocked him down and could have potentially finished Gaethje if there was more time in that round. He can do that to Oliveira. Absolutely. He's going to push Oliveira forward. Just like he said, Oliveira, he has good scrambles, great jujitsu, but that is when the opponent initiates a takedown. Um, normally, he's not looking for takedowns. If anyone want, if anyone's looking for takedowns, it's, it's Tony Ferguson with his we're t- we're crazy Imanari rolls that he likes to throw. But he only throws those when he's he, – I don't think he's going to come out and do that against Oliveira. I, I, I don't think – I mean, Tony has a wrestling background. Apparently, he's really good. I can't remember a time he's taken anybody down. He has that one f- submission in the beginning of one of the rounds where I don't remember what fight it was where he throws an MNR roll, gets the gets Yeah, the I mean, he's got he's really good submissions. Like, he tapped Kevin Lee. He's got some good submissions. I just Triangles. don't know if he's ever really taken anyone down. And, I mean, I don't think he'll start with fucking Oliveira. No. And if you look at the Paul Felder fight, Paul Felder is not known for – for, he's a building fighter, Paul Felder. He's not like a guy that's going to come in your face and pressure you. He stopped for he stopped Oliveira by ground and pound. Why can't Tony do that? I think yeah. Tony hits just as hard as he Paul Felder. Hard. Yeah, he's going to cut and you. Kevin up Lee more. in the Kevin Lee fight in the in the first or second round, towards the end of the round, when when Kevin denied all of Oliveira's submissions. He was pinned against a cage, and Kevin Lee was landing some heavy shots. I think if that's yeah. Tony Ferguson, that fucks you up. Tony's got fucking lead in his gloves or something. And he's that, that we've talked about this before. Tony Ferguson doesn't have knockout power, but he has like a cumul. It's just, just like thuds. you said. It's like it's, it's he's like wrapped in a plaster in him or yeah, something. Yeah, it, it's just like, it's thuddy. There's boxers out like that. Like Manny Pacquiao, he's got knockout power. Manny Pacquiao, if you watch some of the guys he's fights, he just fucks up your face. He just has that different thudding kind of power. And Tony's the same way. Tony's just got that. I mean, a couple jabs, Oliveira's. I mean, when's the last time we seen Oliveira cut? Like the guy's just not made for that kind of war. I I, I, t- so. I texted you yesterday and I said if if I get all your fights right, I get I get a point. 
Uh, obviously, I haven't got them all right. This was the fight I thought for sure you were taking on Oliveira. You haven't really said all that many great things about fucking Ferguson. I actually would like Oliveira to win because I think, you know, he's a younger guy and I think he adds more excitement. We've seen Tony Ferguson there and he gets hurt a lot. Well, yeah, but he gets hurt a lot and he fights like once a year. Oliveira seems like an interesting dude. And if he really can put it together and he really can put that, you know, that the weakness and the quitting behind him and really become a full fledged fighter, then he's really interesting. But like the matchup, I think just favors Ferguson. And I'm shocked that I'm shocked that you picked Ferguson. Well, let me ask you a question. So if he does beat Tony Ferguson, who does he fight next? It's either going to be Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, or possibly Michael Chandler. If he fights Justin Gaethje, what happens to him? The rumors are, well, Gaethje, if it goes to the ground, Gaethje might get submitted. It looks like when Gaethje fought Khabib, and I know Khabib's the best in the world, but it looks like Gaethje has never trained jiu-jitsu in his life. I saw that triangle coming a mile away, and he rolls right into it. I'm like, what is this guy doing? It's Oliveira just, is slick on the ground. Listen, who he fights next? Like, there's a lot of guys outside looking in because there's that little mini tournament that we want to build to see who the lightweight champion is. Drew Dober and Islam Makachev might be fighting in March. Yeah, they're that, Those are two guys that not a lot of people are talking about because they're they're lower in the rankings that could easily catapult up here. I would love to see the winner of that fight, or, Oliveira, or Ferguson, or any of these guys. The or problem, Dariush. Dariush. Um, uh, or, Dariush and um, what's his name? Whoever whoever wins that fight could possibly. Eh, yeah. I don't know if they'll move him up like that. I don't. Like I, don't I don't like Dariush. I, I don't. I think he's. I think he. I mean, he's got. I, just, I just don't like him. I'm not going to pick. He's fighting for Hera. What about for Hera? Diego's okay. He's gotten a lot better. Again, I think it, they get fed to like if Diego fought Drew like they were supposed to. I think Drew Dober stops him. I think um, so too. But you know that, that's just my opinion because I think I, I think highly of Dober. All right, let's go main event time. Devison Figueroa, who was twenty and one, he's a minus three fifty five underdog or excuse me favorite, not underdog. What am I thinking? Um, let me see because I know this line has probably changed a little bit. Uh, yeah, so he's minus three forty. So he's gone down and. Brandon Moreno is a plus 260. Brandon Moreno's record is 18-5-1. Uh, Devo, main event time. I know who you're going with. Just break it down for me. Tell me tell me who you got. Um, I'll fucking run headfirst through this wall right here if you pick Moreno, but I don't think yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not thinking, yeah, I'm not thinking gonna, I ain't going to happen. If you look at striking differentials as far as strikes thrown and dropping opponents, Davison Figueredo has like a similar strike differential to Francis Ngannou. <laughs> like yeah. that's like he drops somebody it's like one one out of 15 strikes he throws drops his opponent when you crunch the numbers like that's fucking stupid at flyweight um i think brennan moreno has the better gas tank sure i think he is probably equal or better scrambler i think what i think the problems that moreno will face is that when he gets hit sometimes he'll stay in the pocket and be willing to throw combinations back two three four punch combinations to try to win that exchange he has the same problem that someone like robert whitaker does where he's not willing to end an exchange he's willing to let that let his combinations and let an exchange maybe run on too long and try to try to put too many punches on the end of a combination especially after getting caught clean um Figueredo doesn't throw a lot of hand combinations. He'll throw like a he'll he'll throw like a low kick and a straight left or something like that. He doesn't have crazy one two three four punch combinations. Um, he's a dynamic striker, but not doesn't throw dynamic combinations. Um, he's just got big power and he's really really accurate. Um, 
he has similar accuracy to an Anderson Silva or a Conor McGregor. He has that type of accurate striker, just that pinpoint laser. Um, and when he touches people, you know, when people like Dan Henderson, his punch looked like a hard punch. Figueroa's punches don't even look like hard punches. I know they're hard, obviously, you know, like look what he did to Benavides. Um, he's a hard, he's just so accurate. Um, I think – if you look at if you look at Figueroa's last fight, you could say he was losing until he got that guillotine. Um, but that's where Moreno is going to probably see fits in the grappling. I think he's going to come and try to grapple and try to impose his will and gas out Figueroa because that's really how Figueroa lost his fight against Formiga. He maybe got a little bit tired um, and didn't do as well in the grappling. I just think Figueroa is streaking. He's really really confident. He's one of those guys that fights with his confidence well. Um, I think in those grappling exchanges, Moreno may get caught up also in some type of submission. And it looked like when Figueroa got his last submission, it looked like Perez was like sliding his head out. But you just know Figueroa is so fucking strong that he was like, you're not getting your head out of the submission. I think Moreno can get caught in a submission. And I think Figueroa is a good grappler, has great jujitsu, but he's he has a strong man jujitsu. Like he's just so strong that when he takes your arm, you don't get it back. When he takes your neck, you don't get it back. When he hits your chin, you wake up, you get pulled off the floor. I think Moreno is probably going to have success in this fight. He might win a round or two. I just think he's going to get caught, get hurt, and probably probably submitted. <coughs> I could see this being a, a similar to the Joseph Benavidez, where Figueredo has pressuring footwork, but he doesn't have pressuring boxing or pressure pressuring kicks. He, he likes to he pressure you with his footwork make you slip a bad angle, and then that's when he likes to fire shots. Um, he's got great footwork, and he's really good at taking the outside foot, cornering you into somewhere and just throwing fucking strikes. And I think – I just think Moreno's going to run into something, and I think Figueroa's streaking. I think he's just too good. But Moreno is fucking good. He's probably the second best flyweight in the division. It's similar to middleweight, I would say, with Izzy being above and beyond everybody else and Robert Whitaker being that number two. I don't see many people beating Moreno. I I I'm gonna agree with you. I think I think Figueroa is gonna win. He's my motor lock, by the way, as well. Motor lock, lock him up. Best bet of the night. I know he's pricey, but I think he's best bet. Uh, I actually disagree with you. I don't think Marino's all that good. I I I I've never been overly impressed with him. Besides the Kai Car France uh, France fight, I mean, people, that's pretty impressive. Askarov, he had a draw, so he didn't win that fight. And but he didn't win. No, he didn't win. And he's been cut by the UFC before as well. Pantoja has beat him twice. He couldn't get over that Pantoja hump. Um, when he got cut by the UFC, I think it might have been a little bullshit. He lost, you know, two fights in a row and they cut him. Anyway, uh, I don't think he's all that great. I just, I never have. I think he's getting better. Um, he's a guy that I talked about after the Kai Car France. Did you see Formiga fight? Um, he looked good because Formiga's a solid dude, but I wanted more from him. <coughs> Excuse me. Brandon Ravel fight. Uh, Ravel's a wild man, right? That was a back and forth fight. That was an awesome fight, but Moreno got hit a lot, right? And, and, and Ravel, uh, Raval, excuse me, not Ravel, Raval hurt his shoulder, right? Um, I think Moreno would have won that fight. I picked, I picked Moreno to win, but it was one of those circumstances where it, it's like, he didn't like, he didn't finish the fight. It's the fight got finished because of something yeah, happened to the guy's shoulder. Freaking, it's just, Moreno is a guy that's very likable. He's a sweet guy. You know, he speaks really broken English. He's got like 40 kids and he's like 20 something. Uh, he's a great guy. They're promoting him up. You know, a lot of Mexican stars, they get promoted. Um, and I think he is since flyweight is very light. I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a title shot. He hundred percent does. 
He's been calling Figueroa out since the beginning. He's been wanting to fight this guy forever. Figueroa is just a different beast right now. This guy's got some swag to him. He walks in there. He's fucking mean. He's got power. He's got submission. You have to be a world-class wrestler to hold this guy down. And even then, I don't think you can because you got to wa- watch out for your chokes. He's going to stand back up. He's huge for the division. The best thing that's happened to Figueroa is he stayed in Vegas and he kept his weight down. Yep. I think Moreno's fucked here. Um, I don't know the props yet, but I think it's going to be a finish. I think Moreno's tough. I think he's going to come out. He's going to get a valiant effort in that first round. He's going to be very active in the first round. But Figueroa soon, once Figueroa starts finding that right hand, he starts finding these punches, it's going to be over. And Moreno gets hit way too much. It's going to be Figueroa all day. I'm very confident in that. That's going to be a parlay. uh, Because he's pricey, so I'm going to put him in a parlay, but I'm also going to bet him straight. Heavy, heavy. All right, Debo, uh, we split on a few. But I'm gonna need all your. I'm gonna need your mortal lock, your underdog lock, and you send them home, Bubba. All right. Um, I wanted to play Figueroa as my mortal lock because I really do think he's gonna okay. finish. But I'm gonna. I'll go with Tony Ferguson as my mortal lock. I really do think he's gonna go out there and okay. finish Oliveira. I think we're gonna. I think in the co-main and the main event, it's gonna. It's gonna be a finish in both of those fights. I okay. really do. Um, I. I feel like Ferguson can't finish Oliveira. Just look at that fucking Paul Felder fight, and he wilted. And he's wilted in fights before. Um, and I just think Tony is, even though he's Tony's fucking crazy, Tony said in an interview to MMA Fighting, he said, I don't think I got a title shot because yeah. I'm Mexican. Right, hey, yeah. That's, I mean, Moreno, Moreno is fighting a Mexican, you, getting a title shot, yeah. and he's fucking Mexican. And he's so. not Mexican-American. He's Mexican. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like, Dude, come on, Tony. Like you don't have to say that shit. <laughs> like that's just crazy. All right. So um, what's your send him home? You can you can make multiple send him homes. You can do send him home for Tony or Figueroa, whatever you want. Um. So my mortal lock is Tony. Um, my send him home is gonna be. Um, I'm gonna go with Figueroa to send him home. I okay. think that's how he wins a fight. That's how Figueroa right. wins his fights. All right, and now I need I need that underdog lock, baby. Who who are you telling people at home? The people listening to this, hey, go to go to your bookie and, and put money on this guy as the under. He's gonna win. Tell me who so it the is. Only, under, only ones I have are Peter Barrett, Gavin Tucker, um, Santos. Yeah, Dos Santos. And that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going Gavin Tucker. That's gonna be the yeah, most solid copy on my man. Is that what you picked too? Yeah. So, oh yeah, you did. You, you. <laughs> so literally, we're we're split on. We literally have. I have a set him home on Tony. Tony, he's your mortal lock. I have my mortal lock in Devison. He's your set him home. We both have the same underdog lock. The only difference we have is the Cub in, in Pineda, Junior versus Gagne, and then the Morcano versus Fias Fazivas. All right, man. It's a tough card. Uh, final pay per view of the year. We're going to pick next week against the champ, Timbo. Dev, appreciate it, bud. Take care, man. Get some sleep, Palo. That's Dev Tejada right there, baby. And we're ending. Thanks, Twitters. Uh, yeah, sorry. That was me ending the stream. That was awesome. Uh, I knew that guy was going to fucking tell me. You know what I mean? I knew it. I knew it. Um, but great card. Um, I'm excited. Pay-per-view time. A little under the weather. Perfect. Perfect weekend for a fight, for a pay-per-view fight. I'm actually generally excited. No cancellations, guys. Pray to the MMA gods. Say, hey, MMA gods, don't fucking do this to us. All right? That's the show, and uh, let's go. Let's kill the booker. All right? Let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down up there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo!
Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.